The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome to the Pixie Podcast, the Sports Take NFL Podcast. I'm Vincent. I'm your host. It is Monday, July the 11th. If you're watching on YouTube, it's actually Friday, July the 8th. That, of course, means Breach, and it's time for a mailbag. Turning your course, John Breach. Uh, Ryan Wilson should be back. Monday? I mean, actual Monday? Maybe for Tuesday's show? I don't, I don't know. He's uh, Me and Debo were debating whether Wilson actually went to Italy or if he just sat at home in his basement and told us he went to Italy, which is completely plausible. The latter would be very on brand for Wilson. Um, so He doesn't like, like being out in public. He doesn't like dealing with people. Why would he go to airports or another country? An international air flight with his entire family? That's like no. the least favorite thing on the planet, right? Although I bet Wilson in Italy is sort of like He's like, no, like I can see him like, like popping around and being like, I love this. With a glass of wine and he's going to come back all refined. He's going to have a monocle. There's no, like, I'm bad about this too. So like I'm being a hypocrite when I, I'm I'm not really criticizing for it, but I'm just saying like, like there's no way Wilson doesn't go on an international trip and come back with like some sort of like changed bit of his personality. You know, like even he goes to Asheville and he comes back, he's like, I just love like, the fall air, man, and like. Or know. the next time we talk about pizza, he's like, "You haven't had pizza until you've had it in Rome or <laughs> yeah, down like, on the coast." Or I say something like, "Oh yeah, I had like a nice fettuccine last night." He's like, <laughs> "Let me guess, Olive Garden." <laughs> <laughs> um. Anywho, mailbag time. Let's get to. Oh, oh actually, I forgot. We have to know my question first. Uh, vote for us with the People's Choice Podcast Awards. We have been nominated for the fourth straight year and um you can do that at i'm actually reading this off the cuff i'm not even looking at the rundown but podcastawards.com slash app slash sign up and you go there and you select sports on the drop down and then select pick six and vote for us it takes like 60 seconds to do um you can do it if you look at if you're watching on youtube if you look at bre- above breach's left shoulder uh, there's a qr code that you can scan i'm gonna try this and see how fast we can do it because i got i haven't been meaning to vote anyway now, let's see. Get my phone out. Oh, open in, open a podcast awards in Safari. Oh my god, this is so easy. Blah 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 blah. Okay, it's not opening very quickly, but you get the point. Um. Anywho, yeah, do that, or uh, just go to the website and, uh, and vote for us. And if we 
we win this award, there we go, sign up to nominate. Um, if we win this award, I if we win, not get not to get to the finals, we gotta win the whole thing. If we win the whole thing, I will get a tattoo. Of Wilson drinking wine in Italy. With I just used a QR yeah. code, it took me right there. That's all you gotta do, people. You when you sign up, it's like that. biggest podcast influencer, obviously, you know. Sorry, right, you know, I don't Brinson. use the QR codes as often as I probably should. Now, whenever I see these things on like Burger King commercials, I'm gonna start using them. Why not? So, um, I got a uh, newer TV uh, with um, it, long story. I got a new TV, and um, the uh, all the apps on the TV. It's like you know, smart TV. Obviously, but like you know, it's like HBO Max, Paramount Plus. I should have led with, I guess. Uh, you know, all these different apps. Every single one of them when you log in, basically, it's like it has a QR code ready for you to fire up, which is kind of uh, kind of awesome. Sim and Sim asks, "Is that the same tattoo promise that Wilson made?" No. If we win the best podcast, we win. If we win the People's Choice Podcast Award of the Sports Podcast of the Year, I'll get I'll get a big ass tattoo on my shoulder because I'm gonna get a raise. Like we'll all get raises. I mean, right? Don't you think? Uh, <laughs> don't you at least think that we'll get a raise? Uh, I'm not sure how that works, Brenton. Um, if and I'm if also we, not the person you should talk to about that. If we win the best podcast, best sports podcast of the year, that um, pick six. There we go. Done. And now we vote. There we go. That was easy. Took like five seconds. And I was I was podcasting while I did it. It's not even that hard. Um, oh, People's Choice Podcast Award. Yeah, the top overall. If we win the top overall, I will. If we if we voted the top overall podcast of the year. I promise you, I will, I will get a tattoo of Ryan Wilson drinking wine on my back. Or and, and when people Noah are like, Brinson. what the hell is that? <laughs> it's a long story. Go listen to the podcast. Go listen to the best podcast of the year. Knowing Brenton, I feel like he would get a tattoo of him getting a tattoo. That would be a classic Brenton. I might do that. I'm very little, some again. Inception, some Brentsonception. Brentsonception. Oh, and then like on, and then that podcast is also getting a tattoo of me getting a tattoo or anything, something like that. Okay, uh, you can vote for us for People's Choice. Uh, category, um, and uh, Don points out in the chat. I believe you can vote every day. Wow! So, uh, so vote every day, <laughs> once a day. Go vote for the podcast. You love the podcast that much every um, day, and tell your friends day. vote every day, and tell their friends. It's that six degree thing. If you tell six friends and they tell six friends, eventually you cover the whole entire world. That's correct, Rich. I'm not sure how long it takes. You eventually get there, though. Um. All right. From the live chat, if you got any questions in the chat, feel free to ask them. We got a bunch of mailbag questions to answer anyway, but we'll get to one from the chat to start off. If all from Dominic the Blind, if all the hosts had to play on the NFL team, what position would they want to be? I would pick backup quarterback, make three or five million dollars a year to take notes. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, I think at my age, backup quarterback is probably. I mean, I mean, you know, it's um, what's his name uh, from Purdue? He made all the money. Chase. Uh, Chase McDaniel, or Chase Daniel. Yeah, Chase, Chase Daniel isn't like that much – or did he go to Missouri? He played in Missouri. Missouri. Yeah, he's not that much bigger than like us. I don't think. I mean, he's bigger, obviously, but he's not like that much. Yeah. I'm not saying he's like 5'11". I'm just saying he's – But he's made an insane amount six, of money. He's six, he's six feet even. Like that's – yeah, he's made an insane amount of money as the backup quarterback – as like the all-time backup quarterback um, – like, I'm pretty sure if you Google Chase Daniel, it's like net worth. Like, that's the first thing that pops up. Um, $16 million over the course of his career. Um, 
look like, I mean, like Mike Glennon makes, you know, makes good money as a backup quarterback. Like uh, Andy Dalton. Yes. I believe that Chase Daniel has made. Is it like 40 million? Yeah, 40 million. Uh, I just said, okay. Um, so $40 million and he's thrown 267 career passes. That is outrageous. I don't know. Who said 16 million? I mean, just, just as an example, some people who are, are you sure it's 40? He has been paid $150,000 per pass thrown in the NFL. That is wild. Oh, this is all players, not quarterbacks. So I know that three. $150,000 per pass thrown. $39 million. Just to put this in context, um, trying to find a famous quarterback who's made much If Tom less. Brady had also been paid $150,000 per pass thrown, he would have made $1,695,430,711 by this point. <laughs> That's kind of amazing. Good job, Breach. Um, there's no like super famous quarterback who didn't make more than that. I don't think. Although maybe this, I mean, like, I mean, God, quarterbacks, man, you make so much damn money. Um, anyway, yeah, I mean, backup quarterback is the obvious answer. I mean, I think like if if I had to pick like a what position would be best for me, I mean, you know, just like size and size. I mean, I mean, I guess I'm I'm not. Fast. I don't know about a running back, but like, I mean, they're not going to be a wide receiver. Not going to be a defensive tackle. Um, maybe a safety. A backup safety. I'm just saying, like, if, if you were you had to play on the, I mean, you would pick kicker. I don't know why we were doing this. All right. Um, anything, anything other than the fact that you would be a kicker? Uh, you know what? I think being a long snapper, assuming you know how to long snap, because you know, all the rules favor you. It's not like the teams can take cheap shots at you. Uh, you see a lot of these guys have been doing this for over 10 years, and you only have to go on the field for five or six plays a game. A lot of pressure on those five or six plays. A lot of pressure. Uh, yeah. But I think long snapper, if I had to be a starter, that is probably what I think. Okay, fair enough. All right. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Let's go to uh, the actual podcast. The questions from the mailbag that we had previously ready. All right. At EHBay1030 on Twitter asks, do the Ravens have a legit chance for the Super Bowl this year? Lamar is poised for a huge bounce back, and I don't personally believe the wide receiver situation is as bad as it could be. Mark Andrews is still leading. The D should be much better. Um, I think the Ravens are by far and away the easiest – so, like, whenever you do, you know, like, what team – five teams to take a step back and five teams to take a step forward. Five, five non-playoff teams who make the playoffs this coming year and five playoff teams who don't make the playoffs this coming year. Like, the Ravens are by far the easiest team to move into the playoffs, right? Yes. I Maybe mean, you could say the Chargers, but that division is hard. Yeah, I mean, the Ravens won eight games. They went eight and nine last season, even though they had, like, 412 people on injured reserve. Well, I, the, the football outsiders thing that I always cite is that they had a, they had 196 adjusted games lost last year. The, the, the high from the previous year, the 49ers, we had 30 more than anyone else in the, in, the, in, in the NFL. In a COVID year, counting games lost by COVID was 165. And the Ravens had 196. That is outrageous how, much in, how many injuries they, they suffered uh, before and during the season. 
Yeah, and they just kept piling up. I mean, you mentioned the running back injuries. Lamar Jackson got injured, and the fact that they kept – they were on the cusp of the playoffs, and despite all these injuries, I mean, they probably should have made it. You look at just how badly they tumbled down the stretch. I think they were the first team in NFL history to start 6-2 and two and not make the postseason, something like that. And so they lost their last six games, Brenton. And so even with all these injuries – they were still on the cusp of making the postseason. They had a, they lost the Steelers twice by a total of four points. Uh, they had the crazy loss to the, the Packers because they decided to go for two at the end of the game, which they did multiple right. times during that losing streak. And they had the one-point loss to the Rams. And so uh, a two-point loss to the Browns in that losing streak. So this team just – they played pretty well considering their circumstances. And I do feel like – you know, I don't know if I would use the word Super Bowl because our – guy who asked the question use the word super bowl right yeah. i'm not gonna use the word super bowl because this team has not even I mean, made an afc title game yet so I, I do think they have a great shot of getting the playoffs i will probably pick them to make to the playoffs uh but after that you know well but i mean like i mean can they make anybody who gets to the playoffs can make the super bowl even the Bengals made the super bowl last year what's that supposed to mean Brenton? you know what it's supposed to mean i mean, point, I mean the, if, if the Bengals can make the super bowl the Ravens can make the Super Bowl. Because, I mean, if you get in the playoffs, you have a chance to make the Super Bowl. And, yes, I understand that there is some thought process that um, that this offense maybe isn't, you know, des- like perfectly designed for playoff situations. But, I mean, Greg Roman and the 49ers offense did it. You know, they got to the Super Bowl with Colin Kaepernick. You know, they've been to, been to multiple t- NFC title games. So, I mean, like, I, I, think it's, I think it's plausible. And I think, like, Lamar Jackson is such a great buy low in fantasy this year, I, I feel like. I mean, he's getting drafted – you know, I, I did some under, I did an underdog draft, uh, underdog, like best ball. So you draft your team and it locks in there. Um, but I did, uh, I've been doing some underdog drafts and like you get Lamar like pretty late considering just how much upside he has. Like I, well, I, just think, I think people are just forgetting what happens if Lamar Jackson goes full Lamar for an entire season. I mean, he's an MVP caliber player. Well, and that's the thing is that, look, you know, after the 2019 season, everybody was taking Lamar in the first, second round. They're taking him early in these fantasy drafts. And now that he's coming off this, injury riddled season where he wasn't great. He just lost Hollywood Brown. Uh, People are sleeping on him. There is no reason the Ravens cannot be one of the best teams they have seen this year. Sorry. I muted myself. I was looking up his ADP. Um, I'm just using fantasy pros just because it's the easiest. Like Lamar is going um, going just ahead of Joe Burrow. He's going like behind Brees Hall, the Jets. You know, I mean, it's like, I mean, I, I don't know, like it's, it's 49th, right? So you're getting him. I mean, what, what round is that? I'm not, I'm not good at math today, but um, he's the fourth quarterback coming off the board and he's very snug with Kyler Murray, who's just behind him and Joe Burrow. So, I mean, like, I mean, I don't know, like Justin Herbert's going off a round, a full round before Lamar Jackson. That's crazy to me. It is. It I, is would, I mean, like, I, I, Herbert's great. I, I think Herbert would be fantastic. But I would much rather have Lamar um, around later than Justin Herbert. So that's just my thought process there. Um, all right. So, I mean, yeah, like, and as for just the wide receivers, I mean, it's not as bad as it's being made out to be. And actually, I believe that. I mean, it's not. A, what? Rashad Bateman. Well, Is that it? We, have a, we have a question coming up that, we, that involves rank, ranking the AFC North wide receivers. Okay, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll just get that in a second. Um, but yes, I am very bullish on the Ravens. I think they are an obvious bet. Uh, yes, make playoffs depending on the number you get, and two to one to win the division. 
that's just too, you know, and maybe that number is down now because people are expecting Deshaun to get suspended. But I, I, mean, I, I think the Ravens are a very good bet to win uh, the AFC North at plus money. At Jake one underscore five times says, how much will Patrick Mahomes be affected by the loss of Tyreek Hill? Mm, very good question. Do you want to answer, Breach? Because I don't want to. Uh, you know, Andy <laughs> Reid has been so good at changing his system to take advantage of what he has. He has been able to do that for decades. We can go back to his years with the Eagles. They went to four straight NFC title games. In 2004, they had Terrell Owens. They, they, it's just, if they have receivers, you know, Reed tells his quarterback what to do. If they don't have them, they do something else. And and so I do think this offense is going to be able to adjust without Tyreek Hill. But I, I do think one thing they lose is just kind of this big clutch, big play element that, that Tyreek Hill always seemed to come up with. We saw him do it uh, against the Ravens. We saw him do it against the Bills in the divisional playoff game. Um, where he just comes up because he's so much faster than everyone on the field. Uh, but as far as like being able to just drive the ball up and down the field, th- they brought in a lot of receivers, whether it's uh, Juju Smith-Schuster or Marquez Valdez-Scantling. There, there's guys to throw the ball to, and Patrick Mahomes is going to find them. Yeah, uh, I, I think the like when you when you say it out loud, like right now in the offseason, it sounds insane. You're like, they'll be fine. They replaced Tommy Hill with Juju Smith-Schuster and Marcus Vanna Scantling. Um, but, like, I do think there's a couple of things you have to remember about this receiver core. And I would also point out, too, that we have five games in Patrick Mahomes' career. And this would be a statmuse.com, a great resource for splits, uh, especially quarterbacks without their uh, wide receiver splits. Five games, Patrick Mahomes, no Tyreek Hill, a 103.1 passer rating, eight touchdowns, one interception, and he averages 347.4 yards per game and 8.8 yards per attempt. Now, of note, in 2017, Patrick Mahomes only played one game, right? The final game of the year against Denver. Right. He looked good. Tyree Hill also sat out because Alex Smith was sitting out. That's the only time he had an interception, and it was by far and away his worst game without Tyree Hill. The other four he completed 68.2, 73, 57.1, which is pretty bad, and 56.4% of his passes. But he threw a bunch of, you know, a bunch of yards, high yards per attempt, and no interceptions in those games. Um, so, like, I think there's a little bit of Aaron Rodgers without Devontae Adams factor here, but it's even accentuated by the fact that you have still have Travis Kelsey. Miko, I know people don't like Miko Hardman, and that's fine, but the dude is explosive, and he's still a young wide receiver, and Andy Reid still use a high draft pick on him. So I'm not ruling out Miko Hardman from taking some kind of leap and being like a, you know, a poor man's Tyreek Hill, you know, which is not a not an insult at all. And then the other thing too with with MBS and Juju, I think what they do, they, they both have skill sets that emulate what Tyreek Hill did or what Tyreek Terry Hill does without being like the whole package, right? So like. Juju can operate out of the slot and be a just a devastating weapon underneath. And MBS can be the over-the-top type of guy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're not – you can't take the two of them and be like, oh, well, we're replacing Tyreek Hill. But you can recreate a lot of the things that Tyreek Hill gave you by putting those two guys on the field. Like, Andy Reid didn't sign those guys by accident. Right. 
And, and, you know, one of the points I was making earlier with uh, Eagles getting the Super Bowl in 2004, Andy Reid's the coach, Terrell Owens is their leading receiver. They also got the NFC title game in 2003 without Terrell Owens. Do you know who their leading receiver was that year, Brinson? I will give you Freddie four Mitchell. Th- Wrong. I was going to give you 4,000 guesses. I don't think you would have gotten it. I had to look it up. Debo, do you know who the Eagles' leading wide receiver was in 2003? Debo does not know. Or he's not listening. Either he way, was, he's Googling. He was pretending, no, he's pretending he's checked out because he doesn't know the answer. He doesn't want to be embarrassed. And he's going to Google it and then chime in with it. Anyway, the answer is Todd Pinkston. The Eagles went to the NFC title game with Todd Pinkston as their leading receiver. And that's an that's Andy Reid offense. Diva just chatted us. He's like, is Breach breaking up? He's like, I can't hear him. Did you hear anything Breach said? I can't hear what he's saying about the Eagles leading wide receiver. <laughs> no, Diva, he's not breaking up. Uh, hears me loud and clear Debo what is happening uh but yeah so skirting the question you're getting the NFC title game with Todd Pinkston I I just believe in Andy Reid that's more what it comes down to yeah I I mean I'm 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 very adamant that I am not worried about the Chiefs at all their offense anyway like I think they'll be fine and that they're good value and yes um Frankie String says Juju and Valdez can combine into one human and still couldn't be half of Tyreek. I mean, maybe like 60% Tyreek. Yeah, I mean, at, least 50, at least 51%. Um, all right. Let's take a break. And when we come what? back, more mailbag questions next. You never know if there's going to be a commercial or not. Um, not always does a commercial. Devo's just checked out. He didn't care anymore. It's unbelievable. Guy gets, yeah. prom- guy gets guy gets a promotion, and then like suddenly they don't they won't like actually go through with the promotion, and he's still stuck on this podcast. He's like he's just getting bitter. He just won't even play the commercials. It's something. Won't answer are the you, questions. Debo has mailed it in. Yes, uh, mail, is, mailbag on. I cracked myself up. Debo is <laughs> a bag of mail at this point. That's all he is. Oh my god. Right, Debo, stop being a bag. Are you ready for some more mailbag? Fun podcast. This is from KKid45210 on, I missed one. No, I didn't. Um, on Apple Podcast. My question What's the rankings of the pass catching groups, not wide receivers, pass catching groups in the AFC North and rankings in the AFC West? Also, why does it seem like anytime an international team conversation pops up, there are always conversations about a team going to London or somewhere else in the EU, but not any conversations of a team going to your friendly neighbor? N-E-I-G-H-B-O-U-R in Canada. We have several sports teams in the different leagues in the USA. It would be a good testing spot for spreading NFL teams outside of the USA. Yet it seems that the possibility of a team coming to Canada is often overlooked. Um, first of all, I appreciate those two questions because they are like completely different and very on brand for the type of question that you would, uh, that you would or type, type of discussion that you would get on this podcast. Like, hey, let's do some rankings. And by the way, what's up with Canada? Um, so Canada first. I would say that I think the Bills are the biggest reason because the NFL likes to use likes to let the Bills use their leverage to get a new stadium uh, by threatening to go to Canada. And they did go to Canada for a while and play regular season games in Canada. And so, like, the Bills are basically the de facto Canadian team. And I think that's the only reason why. Well, I think you also have a situation where the NFL is probably trying not to infringe on the CFL. You don't want to go up there and destroy your brethren uh, and take down the Canadian Football League. And, you know, like you said, Brenton, they have. Yeah, the NFL so- is always is always like very concerned with what other sports leagues are doing ratings-wise. Well, I mean, 
they're not trying to take out the Canadian Football League. Why? why there's there's no reason there there's never been bad blood between the two leagues. It's not like this is a startup sure. like the USFL or the XFL. This is uh, an established league that's kind of just been doing their thing north of the border uh, that no one in America really follows that closely. And then you know you hit the the Bills playing in Canada. They, they, they played one game a year in Toronto from 2008 to 2013, but attendance kind of died down. The Bills wanted to get out of the contract, so it does feel like it wasn't getting huge crowd support. And I think the other issue is where would you put a team? Because as you mentioned, you're not putting a team in Toronto because that's too close to Buffalo. It's only two hours away, and uh, so that's kind of out. If you do Vancouver, another big city that once had an NBA team, that's too close to Seattle, and so – uh, you're kind of in a, a sensitive part there. And then I'm not sure how many other Canadian cities would have the kind of support to fill a 60,000 seat stadium uh, every Sunday. So, yeah, I think that it's just a multitude of issues. Uh, and you know what? I feel like the, the NFL likes putting games in uh, across oceans. That's their thing now. Let's go to London. Let's go to Germany, not Canada. Yeah, the, the, actually, the location thing is, is an interesting point. Like, Toronto is easy to get to, you know. I mean, like, you're not putting a, a team in Edmonton and expecting them to crush, you know, or like Winnipeg. I mean, I, I, yeah, maybe that's part of the – I mean, maybe it's, it's – maybe. I mean, look, the NFL, if the NFL can make money on something, the NFL will make money on it. So I would I would think that it's the research probably shows that maybe – maybe, like, it's just it, the – the payoff isn't there to move a team to Canada. Otherwise, they would they would be playing a ton of games there. Or it's possible it's possible. It's been on my computer. Um, it's possible that the um, that the NFL is, as you point out, has focused their international. Um, I mean, you know, kind of heavy presence in Mexico too, though. You know, I don't know. yeah, uh, it's a good question. Yeah, and, and a couple comments. Everybody's asking about Montreal. I mean, yes, yes, Breach and I know what. Montreal. Well, right. And I, I didn't mention Montreal because that would probably be your third or fourth option. If you're not putting a team in Toronto or Vancouver, I'm not sure why you're going to your I mean, in Montreal, city. I mean, isn't Montreal like still close to the New York teams and Buffalo? I mean, like all the New York teams? And I think it's like four hours from if you're driving from Buffalo. So that's not I, – I don't know how far it's from – yeah, it's all – I mean, like they're, they're not – They're gonna all up there in the Northeast. They're not going to put another team. They're not going to cannibalize the other Northeast teams with a team, another team in in, in the Northeast, Northeast. I wouldn't think. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll research. That's a good, it's a good question. Back to the first one. I was thinking about the AFC West. And, you know, frankly, Breach, I think that the best pass catching group is the Raiders. I think it's Raiders one. And then I think I go Chiefs two because Kelsey is so elite. Then I actually think it might be the Broncos and then the Chargers. You're gonna put Keenan Allen and Mike Williams last. And it's probably the Chargers and the Broncos. That's fine. Yeah, I, guess. I mean we're not we're not counting Austin. We're not counting like running backs, right? I mean it just says pass catchers. If you're gonna include Kelsey, why well, can't you include running backs? Well, I mean, it's a little untra- untraditional, I think. Like, if you're including Austin Eckler, then the Chargers are probably two. Does Austin Eckler catch passes? I mean, do you include Clyde? And Edwards he is a pass catcher, Brenton. 
No, that's you know what they mean. They, they mean they mean tight ends and wide receivers. Don't do this. No, if it's a running back who extensively catches passes out, if they caught more than fifty passes, I think they qualify. I don't know what Austin Eckler's number. No, is. No, no, I just picked then, that up but, my head. But then you disqualify like a, a, other running backs who don't catch passes. That's not fair. Austin Eckler caught seventy passes. He counts as a pass catcher. He caught seventy passes. Chat. Does Austin Eckler count as a pass catcher? This isn't the same Debo. receivers. Debo, are you paying attention again at all? Kinda. Can okay. Debo hear me? Did you do you know who I really did not hear the trivia question? I would have nailed that thing earlier. I'm sure, yeah, sure you would have. I'm um, in the office, the Wi-Fi stinks, whatever, whatever. Oh I, that's God. great that the Wi-Fi stinks at a like a multi-million dollar sports media, gigantic sports media company. It's unbelievable. Can't access gambling sites either. It's so ridiculous. Does Austin Eckler count as a pass catcher? in the sense of asking about ranking the pass catchers. I'm going to say no. Yeah, I think I think no, too. I mean, like, I think... Someone who got 70 passes doesn't count as a pass you catcher? Count, you don't count the running backs when you say pass, pass catchers. Mean I, don't, I don't really agree with it. I think it should be considered, like, breach, but just traditionally, like, I don't think that is kind of counted when people talk about the term pass catcher. Debo, it's our criteria on our mailbag. We can make any criteria we want. No, I don't care what other people talk about. It's it's someone saying, I want you to rate the rank the wide receivers, but I'm saying pass catchers because Kelsey and Darren Waller. It doesn't say the receivers, it says pass catching groups. All right, rank them without the running backs. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not partaking with the running backs. You are you are the worst. (laughs) Rank them with the running backs then. Uh, I have the Chargers at three and the Broncos at four. So we had the same ranking feed. Well, you know, you could make an argument. I, I would probably put the Chargers ahead of the Chiefs, to be honest. Yeah, I would too. If you're including Chiefs. if you're including Eckler, I would put Raiders one, Chargers two, Chiefs three, Broncos four. Because we don't know how well Juju Smith Schuster and Marquez Valdez Gantling are gonna fit in the Chiefs system. They might be awesome, but we don't know. And uh Yeah, maybe the Chargers are two anyway. I'm putting the Chargers at two. Okay, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I mean, with, I guess I'm just, with Austin Eckler as a pass catcher. If Austin Eckler's involved, the Chargers are definitely two. And I think they might, you, you might be right. They might be two anyway. And the Raiders are clearly one, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, and Hunter, Hunter Renfro. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's clearly one. There's somebody else we're missing, too. Uh, Josh Jacobs. <laughs> You're good. You're good. Keelan Cole. Matt uh, Collins. Yeah, I mean Darren Waller and Devontae Foster Adams. Maru. Darren Waller and Devontae Adams are a solid just with those two. And then you throw in Hunter Renfro. All right, now on counterpoint, I think that if you go with if you include Eckler, I think the Chargers might actually be one. Uh, I mean you're Keenan, you're basically Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Austin Eckler versus Darren Waller, Devontae Adams, and Hunter Renfro. It's very close. Yeah, I'm taking the Raiders. Okay. Um, Skyatic? I can't even pronounce it. My nerve is acting up again. You see me flinching around. Um, AFC North pass catchers. I mean, we don't need to debate it too much. I think the Bengals are very clearly the best. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's not even close. Uh, the Bengals the, might the have. Bengals, the, the Bengals will be the best in the AFC West, too. The Bengals might have the best set in the NFL. When you, when you talk about – if you talk about the top three and a tight end or or even 
if you want to include Joe Mixon as a pass catcher. No, just please stop this. Just Can we just do it traditionally and just move on? Austin Eckler caught 70 passes. You're not counting him as a pass catcher? That's insane. You know what the question – you know what they're asking. Just stop it. Move along. I cannot believe you're trying to discount someone who got 70 passes. Okay, kid, I'm sorry that, 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 that this guy just won't answer the question like a normal I'm, human. Football, football writer won't answer the Bengals are number one in the division by so far. And then there's a gigantic, monstrous gap the size of the Grand Canyon. And then maybe you get to number two, or there's even more gap before you get to number two. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. Who's your number two? Yeah, I mean, that one's a little bit tougher. I mean, the Steelers have Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson. Even if they don't have a quarterback to throw them the ball. So the, Ravens are, the Ravens are clearly last. And we'll get to them in just a second. It, it comes down to... I mean, um, the uh, do you want Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and David Bell, who they just drafted, plus Jakeem Grant. And Joku. Yeah, and Joku. I'm probably taking the Steelers number two. Yeah, I think the Steelers are two pretty clearly. And then, I mean, I'm taking just like, like Amari Cooper would obviously be the number one on the, the Ravens. Yes. Yeah, I'm going Bengals, Steelers, Browns, Ravens. Yeah. So on the Ravens, let's discuss that because we were asked about the Ravens before the wide receivers. Just like, what do you think about the Ravens? Um, what do you think about the Ravens' depth? Do you think it is as bad as it seems? I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't think it's as. I don't think it's as. I don't. If we're talking about pass catchers. I mean, Mark Andrews is a one. Man, do the would you? Oh, actually, I think we didn't. Even, are you, I might take the Ravens over the Browns because of Mark Andrews. Yeah. Uh, and then who's your number two guy? Rashad Bateman. Yeah, I mean, second year player. So. Uh, I mean, Rashad Bateman could have a breakout season. He could be like what they what they wanted Marquise Brown to be. I mean, it's possible. But it's also not possible. And then, I mean, they just their guys are so young. Devin DuVernay is going to his third season. It's just the Ravens are tough to judge. But I'm, I'm going to keep them at fourth. But it doesn't matter because all they need is Mark Andrews. That's all Lamar loves to throw to. Loves those tight ends. Get the ball to Mark Andrews. I would. So I'm going to Baltimore three because of Andrews. Like I, I would rather have Mark Andrews than Amari Cooper. And then I don't think what the Browns have is like, like I don't know. I mean, David Bell or Donovan Peoples-Jones aren't necessarily better than Rashad Bateman. Yeah. So you're moving the Ravens up to three? Yes. And the Browns are the worst. In the, especially like – and I think that would be proven even more true if we have um, the uh, Deshaun Watson suspension. People are like, oh, Browns are going to stink. Um, all right, next question. Five-star mailbag question from Luke773. Yeah. Thank you. Assuming Arch Manning lives up to the hype, can you see teams tanking for multiple years to get the first pick? If so, would this potential scandal expedite the lottery draft process similar to NHL, NBA? Love the show. Thanks, guys. What say you, Breach? Well, just to be clear, if, if people listen to Mailbags regularly, we did get a question a week or two ago that said which team would tank for Arch Manning. So this is different in the sense that asking 
Uh, can we see multiple teams taking multiple years? Uh, I think the answer to that is no, because you don't need to tank for multiple years. You literally only need to tank for one year, and it's the year that Arch Manning is eligible to be drafted. That's it. That's all you have to tank. So if you find out he's definitely giving the 2026 draft, you don't need to tank in 2024, 2025. You tank in 2026. You only tank one year. You get the quarterback, and then you're successful. So You do, uh, you do it like the Colts did in 2011. Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah, yeah. You just, you just, you, you just break your quarterback's neck. And <laughs> you lose a bunch of games, and then you get Andrew Luck, and then you ruin his career. That is uh, maybe the Colts will end up getting Arch Manning in twenty twenty six. Then, um, but yeah, I, I do think that. And this did ask about would this expedite our draft process similar to the NHL and NBA? I don't know if it would, but I would love to see a lottery system in the NFL. I think that would add some suspense. I think that teams uh, who don't make the playoffs, if you have a team that went six and 11 and didn't make the playoffs and knew they had a shot at the number one overall pick, like if the NFL had that ping, a ping pong lottery show and they aired it on national television, you're watching it. it. Would, Everyone's watching it. We're live. Oh podcasting. God. It would be, we, we would be doing, yes, we would do a live podcast losing our minds. To be nuts. Why don't they do that? How are they not doing that? No, I. You said earlier they love to make money. Everything's about money. That they would make so much money. I think it's because they just feel like they don't have to worry about tanking. But you still should uh, do the lottery. I know it's weird. Yeah, they're literally facing accusations that one of the co- owners in the NFL paid a coach to tank. So I, I, think I mean, I'm just saying. That, I'm just saying that the NFL doesn't worry about it. Like they're like, we don't tank. Like if, if Stephen Ross is found with like bad tank, he's going to be forced to sell the team i was gonna say if brian flores wins this lawsuit they might start worrying about it that yeah, is the thing that could get the ball rolling on a lottery type system get the ball rolling <laughs> really all the, the puns spin? today all the dad yeah. puns yeah i mean look like let's here's the other thing too you know arch manning will probably be awesome yeah he, i mean that, you know like his his uncle his dad was incredible his you know, uncle is probably going to be a Hall of Famer, too. And then Cooperman suffered an injury when he was young, so I mean, he didn't get a chance to. But he, by all accounts, he's a very good player. Um, the grandfather was an you know, incredible NFL player. Um, but, like, it's a long way to go before Arch Manning is, is tank-worthy. You know what I mean? So. He's got to get an NIL with McDonald's, right? Like the Arch, the Golden Arch, something like that. That's a, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's um, – do it. All right. At Severn Tobias. There are dozens of us. Oh, oh a, a dynasty fantasy uh, question. Two trade offers sent to me. One, J.K. Dobbins for T. Higgins, a 2023rd second round pick and fourth round pick. Or Dobbins and a 2023 first round pick for Mahomes and... Mac is uh, which Mac? What Mac is that? There's there's definitely a better Mac that I'm not thinking of. It's not Khalil Mac, right? Uh, unless it's a defensive. It's not Marlon Mac, right? Uh, Who's the Mac? Mac Collins? Is there a very obvious Mac that we're missing here? This is interesting, to say the least. Alex Mack? Is it? Is it I, mean, I don't know. You need to get a hold of old Severn Tobias and ask him, what are we doing here, man? Marlon Mack, Cleo Mack, 
I mean, we're not missing a Mac, right? Um, I cannot think. I thought Khalil Mac, but I was like, this is a defensive player. Why are we talking fantasy and defense? Yeah, Debo jumped into. Yeah, there's no. Um, well, it, okay, yeah, it's it's either Marlon Mac or, or Khalil Mac. I think um, it's a dynasty, so it probably is Khalil Mac. But oh, it could be Mac Jones. Oh yeah, it was M A C K on the question. That is true. He spelled it M A C K. C Mark came with M- with Mac Jones. Yeah, that's that's why I didn't think of it because Mac is M A C. Um, this is why I only join fantasy leagues that uh, are normal. That's it. I have my my twelve team league. I do my snake draft, and and then I don't deal with trades. I, don't, oh, I, I won't trade doing? anyone. You know what? It probably is Mac Jones. Because, it's got to be. It's the only one that makes sense here. Because it's a super flex tight end premium league, which means you can play two. Oh, MAC. Is McCorkle? Is it MAC? McCorkle Jones? Matt Corkle Jones? No, McCorkle, McCorkle does not have MACK in it. It's M C C O R K L E. But it does have a K in it. Right. Eh? Eh? Um, yeah, so it's probably Matt Jones since it's a super flex, meaning you can play two quarterbacks at once. So why is, is – so the question, what am I missing? Has Dobbins been declared number one running back for 22 already? So this guy – I think what's happening is – I think what's guy, happening is it's a Debo Burner account asking this question to see how much he could confuse you on the podcast live. Possible. I, I mean, or it's a me burner account because I'm really high on J.K. Dobbins. I, I mean, I think that this is so. This is he's being offered Dobbins for Higgins and two draft picks, or Dobbins in a first round pick for Patrick Mahomes and uh, Mac Jones. I mean, I think both of these are firm no's because. Um, oh, you know what we'll do? Uh, Oh, one second. I'm gonna. Brenton is counting live on the podcast. That is never a good thing. No, 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 no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go over to our our pals at DynastyLeagueFootball.com, who do great work. Not that we don't have Dynasty League uh, analysis at CBSSports.com. We do, but one thing we don't have. You just throwing our fantasy guys under the bus here. Uh-uh. One thing that we don't have breach is a Dynasty trade analyzer. What they do. So let's plug in Dobbins. And then what we say, a, um, we're going to add Dobbins on one side. There we go. Then we're going to add a future draft pick. We say, uh, 20, 23 round two and round four. So we're going to add a 2020, 2023, say mid round second and a 2023 mid round fourth. And on the other side, we have, T. Higgins, did I tell you that wrong with the draft picks? Might have. Oh, it was just Dobbins and Higgins for the draft picks. Sorry, let me clear this out. Sorry. Uh, nothing like a live right, future draft picks, 2023, mid round second again. Wait, no, this is a terrible trade anyway. T. Higgins is way better, is worth way more dynasty points than J.K. Dobbins. You're also talking about a 23 year old wide receiver on a pass happy team. Like, that's a crate. That's great. You don't do that. Like I'd much rather everybody would much rather have T. Higgins than J.K. Dobbins in Dynasty. 
So you wouldn't give up T. Higgins for J.K. Dobbins. You definitely wouldn't give up two picks plus T. Higgins for J.K. Dobbins. I agree with that. Um, and then let's see, Dobbins and a future, say, mid-round first. That is a lot. For Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes and Mac Jones. I think I can add. Oh, yeah, but I would listen to a podcast where you just uh, punch in trade scenarios, fantasy <laughs> trade scenarios live. That should be what we do every Friday instead of mailbags. Well, the nice thing is you can actually um, you can actually make it a super flex league. Oh, look. Okay, that is uh, – no, it's a terrible trade. It's super flex. Patrick Mahomes is worth more than J.K. Dobbins and the first-round pick by himself. And Mac Jones is worth uh, more than J.K. Dobbins, according to this calculator. So both pick, both trade offers, terrible. You're not missing anything. Don't make those trades. Brenton. Unless I'm wrong and you're giving up Dobbins for those trades, then you should do those immediately. Has dropped the gavel. That's what we're doing here. And if, if you're – Jesse Clark in the chat says it sounds like he's giving up Dobbins. If that's the case, the – I mean, if you're giving up Dobbins in a future first, I'm taking Mahomes and Mac Jones in a Superflex League all day because you're starting both guys every week and you're crushing it. So that's my take on that. Any thoughts on the Dynasty trades? That's your specialty. Uh, yeah, my thought is that don't play in Dynasty Fantasy Leagues because then you spend your whole entire life becomes consumed by trying to figure out whether or not you should take trades and who you should draft. I'm telling you, stick with the 12-team snake drafts. That's all I do, Brenton. I don't go of out of my wheelhouse. I stay in my lane. No dynasty leagues, no rookie leagues, no kicker leagues, although I'd love to be in a kicker league. That's it. I'm in a 12-team league. We do a snake draft. That's it. All right. No That's future trades. You're older than Prisco, sadder than – jeez, sadder than Prisco even. Chris doesn't even know what a fantasy football league is, so I've got that over him. He's in our, he's actually in our dynasty league. What? Uh, yeah. Has he ever finished in the top three? He stinks. Like stinks. every time when he, every time when he's like out of it, he's like, I will dump everyone. I don't care. I'll ruin this league. I'll destroy it with my trades. He's like everyone, and there's nothing you can do about it. Prisco was in there like trying to draft Terry Bradshaw and Roger Staubach, and you guys are like, they're they're not playing anymore, Prisco. What are yeah. you doing? Yeah, no, he always he always drafts Jaguars too. Like, that that so he automatically loses. He's basically yeah. forfeiting the season by doing that. Correct. All right, that's the show. That'll do it. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. For Breach, I'm Brinson. Have a great Monday. If you're listening, have a great weekend. If you are watching on YouTube, we'll talk to you guys later. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com.